This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day and welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly internet talk show featuring Pastor Xavier Reese in the ministry of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, California. Pastor Xavier, we're excited to be here with you today. How are you doing? Good, good. We're ready to tie up the year. That's last, it. Last, last bunch. <laughs> we are. We are rapidly approaching the end. Also with us today in the uh, studio, our production engineer, Jonathan Duran. Good Jonathan. day, everybody. Welcome to episode 106. As Xavier said, Pastor said we wrap up the year. This is our last episode of the year. A lot going on. We actually have just completed uh, a bunch of different Christian Christmas outreaches. We uh, This past week here at the church, we had uh, the kids' choir extravaganza, which was awesome. Saw a handful of people receive yeah. Christ yeah. at that event. It was a great opportunity. That's we great. also uh, just completed our Christmas outreach in Baja, California, down in Pueblo Magico. And the Lord bless that. And we just would like to thank all of our listeners for their participation in prayer for these events. And just great opportunity and just wonderful. Pastor Xavier, today we talked about uh, taking some time to address the upcoming Christmas holiday and the observance that most believers around the world are engaged in, depending upon their traditions, different in one culture than another. I wonder... If we could take you for a minute back to 1973, do you remember your first Christmas as a believer in Christ and how your perspective changed when that took place? Sure. I mean, you know, I mean, everything changes because now you come to Christ, you realize that the real reason for the season is Jesus. Amen. Um, now, I was a, raised a Catholic, born a Catholic in the Catholic family. And, and we believe in Jesus, but not in the way the Bible instructs us, that he died for our sins and rose from the dead. And without all the extra idolatry and worship of Mary and everything else. So all of a sudden, there's a relationship with a, a, a personal relationship with Christ, that he died personally for me, that he saved me from my sins when I asked him to forgive me, not by the water baptism that was poured on my head when I was a little boy. So there was a choice that I made. You know, every time I've done many, many weddings in the past 45 years, and um, um, I've never seen a bride dragged up <laughs> or forced to be married. Um, Fortunately not. I mean, we know <laughs> it happens in the world with the evil of man. But, um, but the illustration is clear that God offers us an invitation to be his bride he asks us to marry him, and he says that he gives us that gown and prepares us for him. And we're looking for a wedding, uh, the bride of Christ. And so the relationship is a whole different thing from a religious perspective. Uh, even though, uh, as we'll probably discuss, is that most likely Jesus wasn't born in December. Um, there's a lot of pagan idolatrous worship besides uh, that's carried along, but... Uh, he, he was born sometime in the year, most likely around October, because the shepherds were out and December would be too cold. But uh, it's not so much the day, because even as you look at the calendars, they were uh, miscalculated at times and they've been adjusted. Mm -hmm. But he was born. 
And that is the main thing, that God sent the Son um, in the Incarnation to become man, the last Adam, just like the first Adam, to come and to die and to be risen from the dead as the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. And that, that really is the thing that makes uh, the observance of a Christ, Christmas holiday so much different after you have a relationship with Christ is you, when you, you get uh, connected to the Scripture. Right. You have that scriptural witness and the Holy Spirit of God is dealing with you and you realize this is a real thing. Right. This is mm-hmm. a powerful thing that God has done mm-hmm. for the people. You know, and one of the things that we make a regular point about uh, here on Keep It Simple is the importance of the Scripture. You often say, you know, Scripture is the plumb line. It is the measure by which we understand the truth. Right. And we understand uh, the validity of these issues. Pastor X, do you think it's possible for a Christian ministry to overemphasize the Scripture? No, never. Never. Okay. Well, I mean, there are people out there that identify themselves as believers who claim that some people in the church are engaged in Bible worship. Yeah, how, yeah. how would you address that? They're a contradiction. Anybody who says that a Christian is uh, worshiping the Bible, it's really a compliment. Just like if you are an American, you're to love your country. Amen. That doesn't mean that your eyes are closed to the injustice that may happen at times, but you love your country. You, you, can't, you can't hate your country and say you're a citizen of that country. It's a contradiction. And so the, the same with us. Um, it's it just, you know, we love the Lord and the Lord has changed our life. And um, it's got to be unified and that's got to be that's got to have a place of priority and importance in my life because either the scripture is the means by which i understand the reality of god's work in my life or it's not right and the whole thing is that the bible is the source of god's revelation it is god's revelation of himself in other words there is nothing in the bible that is given to us that we would be able to know unless god revealed it amen and because he has revealed it, it's absolute truth. First verse, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He's not asking for agreement. He's not asking for a, 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 an argument. He, he is telling a fact. This is what I've done. Whether you believe it, whether you don't believe it, whether whatever, this is the fact. And so it's propositional truth. Objective truth, not subjective as we are now, as not only our nation, but the world at large. There's relativism that is very subjective. Everybody fills in. Uh, it's like the movies that started in the 70s. They started leaving an open end at the end so yeah. you can put the ending on it. What it means to you. It's, a, it's part of the existential philosophy. Because nobody can experience truth for yourself, as they say. So therefore, whatever truth you experience is a valid truth, and no one can make a judgment on it. It sounds pretty smart, but it's pretty stupid. It's kind of funny. Oh, sorry. There's a a trend right now, and a buzzword is your truth. You know, you have to tell your truth. It's not the truth. You know. And that makes people comfortable. Yeah. Because it's unassailable. Right. You know, that's how I see it. You can't contradict me. It's subtle, but even in TV shows and things, I've I've noticed that phrase is used in real subtle ways. The the phrase, the truth, isn't used. And the political correctness, all of this complements each other. 
the teaching of relativism, the um, politically correctness, the uh, admonition and even command not to make judgments over people or anything, and that we all have something to offer and all has value. Mm -hmm. Well, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Not everything has value. There are some things that are very evil. And there are, as you pointed out in a recent segment we did, some cultures are more are better than others. They're some are evil. Qualitatively better. Some cultures are evil. You take the Aztec uh, Indians and the Mayans and the Incas, and they make human sacrifice. You're going to tell me that that's good? Absolutely not. Yeah. They're pagan. And our nation and our culture is going backwards into paganism. And if you don't have the ability to make that kind of determination, you see, that's, that is what the scripture offers us. That absolute truth. Right. Plumb line of truth to right. know mm-hmm. the difference between good and evil. You can never have enough Bible. You can never study the Bible long enough. You can never exalt and give glory and thanks to God for the Bible. That is God's revelation of himself. Mm-hmm. And to say that we are idolatrous in the worship of the Bible, is a foolish, idiotic statement by those in the church, yeah. the emergent church, the seeker-friendly church. And I would think those who, who say that, they probably don't believe that. The Word of God is, it's God, it's His Word, it's, you know, living. It. Well, you have to wonder, what do they believe yeah. to make those kinds of statements? It, it reminds me of an interview with Dr. Billy Graham some years ago. Diane Sawyer was on television interviewing Dr. Graham, and she asked him about, you know, do you have any regrets? And he stopped and he thought and he said, well, you know, I wish I'd studied the Bible more. <laughs> this is Billy Graham, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that, that these people are yeah. saying, what well, well, we're saying that we're worshiping the Bible, they do believe it because the whole purpose of the emergent movement is to take confidence away from the Bible sure. that it is inerrant and infallible. They're saying that there is no way you can know any absolute truth by the Bible. Therefore, it becomes subjective. They know exactly what they're doing. They're watering down and destroying the Christian faith, redefining the Christian and the church of Jesus Christ. And I think it bears mentioning that this has been the enemy's perspective from the very beginning, to introduce doubt about the word of God. Infiltration. Oldest trick in the book, right? Yeah, it is literally, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So now with this, that idea that you know the importance of scripture, the the rock solid foundation of the scripture, the word of God, the absolute truth in mind, we want to examine a little bit, at least today, about the uh, this idea of the Christmas holiday. Pastor Xavier, is the celebration of Christmas is this a scriptural holiday? Yeah. Well, not the way the world celebrates it. That. Christ was born on the 24th, okay, or the 25th, depending on which way the different cultures celebrated. But the fact is that <clears throat> really it was a Roman holiday, Saturnalia, okay. the worship of the sun. Yeah. That's the backdrop. And a lot of idolatrous holidays were attached to uh, the birth of Christ. Uh, we also have Easter. It's Ashtar, okay? Right, right. And it's the celebration of the resurrection of so-called Tammuz, with the coloring of eggs, the symbol of fertility. But because there's a pagan affiliation with it, it doesn't mean that we don't proclaim the resurrection. We proclaim the resurrection. He rose from the dead. Uh, Tammuz is, a, is a, um, a contradiction to it. It's an imitation yeah. 
um, to deceive people. And the same with if people believe in Santa Claus or St. Nicholas or whatever, you know. Uh, so we don't really know the date of his birth, like I said earlier. Probably October, somewhere in there. Now, what? any <clears throat> idea historically as to when, um, because this is kind of a syncretizing, they're, they're bringing in the right. pagan worship, and this had to happen pretty early, uh, second, third century, maybe a little later than that. Yeah. And that it began <clears throat> to become a, um, a practice that was taken up by Many people in the Christian church, or, or right, some of them. Right, And a lot of that in Europe and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it comes over from that. A lot of the modern <clears throat> traditions we have here in the U.S. Right. come from Germany and the practice of uh, Christmas celebrations at the end of the year. Right, that right. Were done the there. solstice and all of that. The Krampus. You know I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, but there's no Christian who is grounded, who knows the Word of God, <clears throat> that at Christmas time, the 24th, the 25th, that they are worshiping a tree or the solstice or no, stuff like that. Absolutely. There's no way. We are worshiping Jesus. To us, Christmas is every day, every month. Amen. We celebrate yeah. our, our Lord's birth, life, and death and resurrection. And it's the proclamation of good news to Jesus, about Jesus. Amen. And yeah. so uh, it just happens to be in this fallen world and with all the confusion that this is where it's landed and uh, no big deal. But we don't worship a tree or anything else and we worship the Lord Jesus, nobody else. My dad and I were talking the other day and we were just saying, you know, Christmas is really all about worship. That's what it comes down to. Even Herod who is evil knew that's what it was about when he said, you know, sh that I may come and worship him, you know, <laughs> even he knew that's what it's about. You know, it revolves around the, wor the worship of, of Jesus Christ. So right. The, 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 the magis, right. You know, the magis, they came to worship him. Yep. Yeah. That was the worship. Thing. Him. Yep. Okay. I mean, they saw his star. There yep. was a day when he was born unto you is born this day, a savior, the city of David. Christ the Lord. Mm -hmm. Not just any person. No. Some particular day he was born and these magis, and we, we don't know that there's three. I don't know why we ended up with three. It doesn't tell us how many there right. were. There were three gifts, I think. Three yeah, gifts, yeah, three gifts for the affiliate. But, uh, uh, but they came from the Far East. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The area of Shushan, the palace in Persia, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Daniel was there. Daniel was a very prominent man through the a Babylonian kingdom to the Persian kingdom, the Medo-Persian. Uh, Medo then it became one. And so they were very familiar with the scriptures through his influence and others. Mm -hmm. um, the book of Esther, uh, the Jews had great prominence. There were the Xerxes and everything. And, um, and so God has made himself known uh, always to man. Whether man receives his revelation or not, that's a different matter. You know... Um you mentioned a few min minutes ago the person of St. Nicholas, whose the idea of him has been distorted beyond all recognition, you know. Yes. Uh, but he was a real guy. Real mm -hmm. guy? Yeah. He was, he was a, a quite an amazing <clears throat> example of a person. Yeah. Lived uh, in the uh, third century, I think, in Turkey. Mm -hmm. And God used him, and he was he was amazing. And similar to the same way that 
Mary has been distorted by the modern church. You know, this man Mm -hmm. has been distorted. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, the real, the reality of what he did in his life and how he served the Lord and how he honored God has kind of been lost in all of this foolishness. But the origin is is still Christian. This guy is a real servant of the Lord. You you know, it's interesting that Mm. uh, in the scripture, there's a different holiday that's mentioned in the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Uh, in, in as Jesus is in uh, the city of Jerusalem, and it, it's the fe- feast of dedication, which we also know as uh, Hanukkah. Right, is that Jewish people celebrate right. to do? Where, what's the origin of that holiday, Pastor X? Well, it's it's not really a biblical holiday, okay, okay or feast. It is historical um, remembrance of the um, Maccabean period. Mm-hmm. When um, uh, Antiochus Epiphany had sacrificed a pig on the altar and forced the priest to eat <clears throat> uh, pig meat, you know. And for so he, he defiled the temple. He defiled the temple completely. Mm-hmm. And the Maccabean brothers in revolt uh, uh, um, got victory over him. They purified the temple. Uh, and God miraculously provided the oil for the eight days. Mm-hmm. And so that was a commemoration of that event. Um, 200 BC, something like that, um, 168, something in there, and uh, but it's not a biblical holiday uh, or feast like Passover or uh, Tabernacles. Uh, those feasts were prophetic of Christ. Uh, this one was not, and also the the feast of Purim in the Book of Esther. That's another one they celebrate okay. as God in His providence protected the Jews from being destroyed. Um, and this hatred for Mordecai, Haman. Uh, those two feasts are celebrated, Purim and dedication there in, in December, but they're not biblical holidays. Those are the only two. So now the account of Jesus being in Jerusalem in John 10 at, the, at Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication, does it, does it mean that he was celebrating that particular feast? He was. He acknowledged it as part of his culture. Uh-huh. It, it was. Uh, there's nothing wrong with um, with uh, remembering it because it was. It was a victory over a type of the Antichrist that's coming and take his epiphany. Amen. Mm-hmm. As he desecrated the temple, the altar, he wanted to put an end to Judaism, and so um, um, it, it was a very historical event. That I'm sure he recognized, not as a biblical one, not as uh, as mandated, mm-hmm. but he was Jewish. Amen. Mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't Mexican. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> Japanese. He, he was wasn't Jewish, Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so he, I'm sure he he was there at that yeah, time. He was a part of his culture. Yeah. The interesting you know? thing, you know, and, and somebody pointed this out to me, is that. It, there in John chapter 10, he really used the opportunity to present the gospel. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. And that's that's awesome. And, and yeah. just like here for Christmas, <clears throat> most likely, as we said, he wasn't born in December. Right. But we take the opportunity to use it as a platform to present Christ in a very incredible way that we would never be able to because people are more open to it. At least... Uh, in the past, now it's not so much religious, it's more commercial. Yes. So in America, the, um, the Christian Judeo uh, worldview is, is being destroyed. It's being um, commanded to be 
uh, obsolete through education, through the universities, through the media, through many different things. Um, but there was a time when everybody, I mean, if you listen to the Christmas uh, songs, even a, that they speak of Santa Claus, they make him equal to God almost, okay? He, he knows when you're sleeping, he knows when you're good, when you're bad. There was the, the, the origin is biblical about God knowing, and they transferred this stuff to a man. Uh, but again, the, the origin is the, the biblical truth about God. Amen. And we were even discussing around Halloween time when we do our Hallelujah Night how we use that holiday as a right. platform. It, the right. same way Paul and Jesus, you know, utilize that, the culture, to share the gospel, you know. And that's an important principle, you know. I don't have mm-hmm. to, uh, I don't have to go to my neighbor's house and, and complain to them that they're celebrating Christmas on the wrong day. No. You know, that's right. not my job right. to right. try and straighten out those details. Sure. To take yeah. the opportunity. And as you said, people are generally more open mm-hmm. to hearing about God's love and goodness. Mm-hmm. And the fact that God came to earth as a man, that he mm-hmm. came with a purpose to, to yeah. save us from our sins. You know, mm-hmm. there are people um, um, around the world that live in third world countries um, because it's so backwards that they don't have birth certificates. Yes. They don't mm-hmm. even know the day they were born. Mm-hmm. It's just approximately. Now, does that mean they've never been born into this world? No, no. Of course they have. Yeah. And so, once again, we have the record of Scripture. We have historical evidence, uh, archaeological evidence, the Gospels, yeah. of the person of Jesus, of Herod, all of them. All those events that took place. Yes. You know, it's interesting having the priority of Scripture as a foundation for what we do in the church. You know, without that, we would miss the promptings of God's Holy Spirit in this direction. I think we would we would come up short. We would sure. miss God's uh, direction for us. And, you know, it's interesting we... Uh, as a as a family of believers here at Calvary Pasadena, everything that we do is pointed and directed at the ministry of the gospel in some some aspect or another. Sure, you know, like for instance, we go to Mexico, we take doctors down there and dentists and do ministry and help people in practical ways. Right. But at the at the the bottom line to all of that activity is the presentation right. of the gospel, right. the ministry yeah. of the gospel. The gospel comes first. Then the benefits. Amen. We're not saying that if you don't listen, you don't get the medical attention. No. We would never say that. But the problem with too many missions is that they reverse it and they become just, you know, humanitarian humanitarian organizations Mm -hmm. and they drop the gospel. If you let the gospel be the priority, the, the natural magnet, if you will, of the gospel is to bring about good works and benefits. If you put the focus on the benefits of materialism and food and clothing, you will sooner or later demagnetize it and the gospel will be dropped or watered down. You cannot do that. You become a traitor to the word, to God, and the kingdom of God. And what do you, you provide temporary benefit for people who are going to go to hell forever? People are fed, clothed, they're going to hell. 
Amen. Yeah, and that's just kind of a trend. It seems to you know build them a house, but that's it. Well, you and know. honestly, John, it's it's yeah. happening in a powerful way. I, yeah, I see. Yeah. I mean, there are whole huge organizations mm-hmm. that were engaged in the propagation of the gospel that no longer sure active in that Absolutely. area. At sure, all. sure. It's Absolutely. kind of terrifying to see. Yeah. You know, as we look at the other scriptural holidays in in the Bible, prominently in the Old Testament. The three feasts of the Jewish people where uh, Jewish men were required to come to Jerusalem annually. There's an, there, there's an element of pointing people to the gospel of Christ in all of those things, isn't sure, there? Sure, They're all prophetic. Yeah. The Passover, it's the Lamb of God going to take away this of the world. That Lamb was tip, looking forward to the ultimate Lamb uh, out of the Exodus. The blood over the doorposts. And uh, the angel of death leaped over when he saw the blood. Well, it pointed to Jesus Christ. You have the Feast of Unleavened, which is hooked up with the 14th of April from the 15th to the 22nd. You remove all source of leaven, type of sin, and, and, and they set a table. And, and the Father says, this year in Jerusalem, or this year here, and next time in Jerusalem, if they're not there. They leave a seat open. They set a place for the Messiah in case he comes. Okay. All of this kind of stuff, okay? The Passover is, is, is biblical of Jesus Christ. Pentecost, 50 days after, God gave the law to Moses. 50 days after, Jesus says the Holy Spirit will be given to the church. The tabernacles, the end gathering. Uh, many believe that perhaps that will be the fulfillment when the Lord returns for the harvest of the church. We're not sure, okay? But they're all prophetic of Christ. Uh, now, they've been fulfilled. We as a church don't celebrate them in the Jewish manner because those were shadows of things to come. They're prophetic. Now they've been fulfilled. We acknowledge their fulfillment, but the Gentile church um, or even a Jew who is born again, uh, completed Jew, there is no necessity to celebrate or observe these um, these feast days they can if they want but not in the substitute of Jesus mm-hmm. and Paul makes this very clear in Romans 14 Colossians 2 that let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind with the day the Sabbath day doesn't matter the things they eat these were all shadows of things to come important stuff that's awesome so we have both the, the historical perspective, which we want to be acquainted with. Right. We want to remember the things that God did and how he did it and to be reminded. And that's part of his instruction to the Jewish people as they, you know, sure. practiced uh, the uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. Sure. They go out and stay in booths yeah. to remember that they came out right. of and they were And there were many events that they did in celebration and remembrance of what God did, like the Hanukkah. Right. When they crossed the River Jordan, they took stones from the middle of the river and they put them out, 12 of them, to commemorate when their children grew up. And they say, what is this pile of stone? This is when God brought us over at flood time across the Jordan and he split it. Okay? All monuments to remind the children of God's past history. A real event. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple. And we'll be right back with you after these messages. Xavier Reese offers a series of studies on marriage and the family, underlying the necessary ingredients called for in a healthy home, such as the source of joy in marriage, Christian submission, God's role for men, 
God's role for women, even God's role for children, and so much more. It's Pastor Xavier's Marriage and the Family series, available now in the Calvary Chapel Pasadena online store as an audio CD album for $32 or convenient MP3 disc for just $10, containing 12 messages in all of God-honoring practical insights from Scripture. Whether you're new to the faith, newly married, wishing to start a family perhaps, or just want to realign yourself with God's divine plan for your marriage and family, this collection assembles key biblical teachings that endure the test of time. Stop by the online store today at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com for the family audio CD album or MP3 disc. That's CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese and the ultimate gift for your wish list. The wise men asked Herod, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They're not asking if he was born. They're asking, where is he? For we have come to worship him. This is the goal, ladies and gentlemen. It's about coming to worship the Savior of the world. Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, Jesus said. And the rain fell and the floods came, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Pastor Xavier Rees says, by allowing the Lord's wisdom to guide us in our relationships, decisions, and priorities, we find that he provides the most trustworthy foundation any life could be built upon. And that's why he's presenting a teaching series on the basic foundations for the Christian faith. In it, he explains the importance of the Word of God, the gifts of the Spirit, the function of prayer and worship, and so much more. The Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith is a 12-message series available on audio CD for $32 or an MP3 disc for just $10 in the online store of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. Look for the Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith series when you browse the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion addressing issues of consequence for the church. Hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. And you're back with us here at Keep It Simple. Today we're discussing uh, some important issues of the scriptural content of the upcoming Christmas holiday with Pastor Xavier and Jonathan Duran with us today as well. Good to be uh, here. You know, Pastor Xavier, as you mentioned, the, the Ebenezer Stone there, it just so amazes me. God... He knows who we are. He's, you know, uh, our ability to forget the important things that he's done. And he gives us those important uh, guideposts, uh, markers in our lives. And, and not only that important, so important in the scripture for us to remember the work that he's done. It's interesting how that, you know, the nature of Israel and the miracles that God did there have a tremendous benefit to us as believers. But our perspective at God's direction is very different than the perspective of the nation Israel. Um, in, in the time of the Old Testament, people came to Israel and uh, they were proselytized. They were able to become a part of the nation right. Israel by going through the process. But our situation today is very different, isn't it? Yes. Yes. In the Old Testament, Gentiles were to come in. Um, God told Abraham, made the covenant in Genesis twelve three. In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Amen. The Gentile were always included to come in. Um, you have 
uh, David killed Bathsheba's uh, husband. He's a Hittite. Amen. Proselytized. He, okay? yeah, he was Jewish, yeah. Jewish. You know, you have Eliezer, uh, the servant of Abraham. From Damascus. From Damascus, Amen. okay? So you have uh, people proselytizing into the Jewish faith because Israel was to be the light of the world to proclaim God's revelation of himself that they might leave their pagan practices. So the Old Testament is centripetal. They came in. The New Testament, we go out. It's centrifugal. We go out to the nations, two different directions. Israel was a theocracy ruled by God in an absolute way. The church, Jesus is the head of the church. He also rules our lives but not in the way of a nation, but a family of God, the people of God, even as the Old Testament, not a nation. There is no nation that he's called. He's called uh, all to repent, trusting Jesus Christ, his son, as the one who paid the price for our sins. There's a big difference. Amen. So even though the nation Israel, they're God's chosen people, and God is still working and fulfilling prophecy over there, they really, as a nation of people, they don't really acknowledge the Lord. There are people over there that are more orthodox and less orthodox, but by and large, the inhabitants of the nation Israel are not acknowledging God and going forward in that way. Right. Well, remember, Paul the Apostle says in Romans 11, blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile comes in. The blindness is in part. They believe in God of the Old Testament, Many of them, not all of them, because no. many of the Jews are pagan. Right. They're just secular. Right. In part, they believe in the Old Testament, Yahweh, but they don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. There's the part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that blind will be removed in the middle of the tribulation period when the Antichrist betrays them and sets himself up in the temple and declares himself God to be worshipped. In Revelation twelve six, they will flee to the wilderness, and God will protect them for three and a half years. The Old Testament uh, remnant is called the remnant, the the wife of God to be reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. We, the church, are a bride, a virgin, looking for a wedding. There's a big difference between a wife who has been married and who is now put away by divorce, and a bride who is a virgin never been married, looking towards a marriage. Amen. Two distinct people. Both people of God, two distinct economies, Amen. two distinct groups. You cannot it's blend them. Fascinating, though, how the relationship, without being a nation, the truth of Christ just cuts across every culture, yes. every culture. Absolutely. You know, and, and I mean, in, the, uh, in Asia, uh, in China, we know that there are, Maybe more than a hundred million believers in in China today. Right. Uh, in Persia, in Pakistan, God's doing an amazing work in Afghanistan, all over Africa, all even, over Africa. even in Iran today. Yes. Probably the greatest move of God's spirit is in Islam. Yes. In Iran, many are coming to faith, losing their lives, being in prison, yeah. and this has happened throughout the church age. God saving those who call on His name. And we want to mention that just recently there were a large number of people who were imprisoned in Iran as the authorities in Iran take it upon themselves during Christian holidays. They want to 
reach out and, and touch people and put them in custody. And we don't know what their situation is. We don't know uh, what kind of interrogation they're under. But we just encourage people, please keep the church in Iran in prayer. That the Lord would just do that amazing work and continue to sustain them. Pray for those who interrogate Christians, that their hearts would be convicted, that they would recognize all the Lord's doing. You know, here in the United States, we have a very different opposition you know, the willingness and ability of believers to be witnesses for Christ is eroded by the materialism yeah. of our culture here. You know, it's it's killing us with uh, the kindness of money and gifts. And, you know, Christians, unfortunately, see Christmas as all about the giving and receiving of gifts to people, unfortunately. Sure, yeah. But, but we've crossed a different line when we um, <clears throat> came. And we'll just take a watershed 2,000. We cross into an amoral society. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we have all the pressure to fundamentally transform America, Western civilization, into a third world and paganistic, non-Jewish Christian nation. Amen. Contradicting our founding fathers, our constitution, uh, the 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 fact that we our coins bear the inscription in God we trust, uh, the fact that every state of the union in the, in the United States today, in their state constitution, has a preamble to God. Amen. Even today, mm-hmm. but the politically correctness, the indoctrination, the um, the uh, bully laws of legality against Judeo Christian principles, it is a real real threat today it 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 starts being kind of offensive and then kind of comical but then there's a line that's going to be crossed where it's going to become real dangerous yes even as it did in europe when the threat of hitler was kind of just kind of ignored a little bit people didn't take it they seriously didn't take it seriously no. and then it happened yes. and we see the same thing here no different yeah And it's interesting as we see the rule of law eroding. Part of that whole idea is that these people know and understand that the truth of God is on the books in every state of the union. Sure. That the constitutions of every individual state recognize God's provision to his creatures in this inalienable rights. Right. You know, they come from God. Amen. And they don't want that. You read the Humanist Manifesto on the uh, Internet. And they'll tell you that man is a man. He's good and he can solve all problems. See, that God does not exist. And so the consequence of that is a complete destruction of society, an erosion of society. Completely. The family, marriage, morals, ethics, everything. This is where abortion comes from. Absolutely. Abortion, euthanasia, homosexuality, lesbianism. I mean, if man is not created in the image of God... There is no terrible consequence right. to destroying him. Right, right. And so, you know, there's that whole, uh, we really have moved into, our nation began a, a, as a republic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you go through the documents and the Pledge of Allegiance, all of that, uh, a republic, uh, a rule of law. There are laws and there are consequences to breaking the law. So society conforms to the just laws, but those just laws are based upon individual freedom and liberty. 
Liberty is the, the priority. The freedom comes from that liberty. Amen. We're free from God, uh, from, by, from, or for God and by God to make those decisions of ourselves. We are no man's slave. And so because of that, then we have a right to defend ourselves for anybody who would want to impose their absolute authority over us that is unjust. That doesn't mean we don't conform to laws. We obey laws. Amen. The laws that are just and good for the order of society, but not laws that would uh, take away my basic rights of decision, free will, interaction, uh, dialogue, conversation, mm-hmm. uh, any of those things to work, to own property, to vote, to bear arms. And by the way, the bearing of arms is not against uh, thieves, it's against government. Yes. That is the original intent of bearing arms. The British soldiers were not to be housed in American houses. And they were to have arms against government if the government ever became oppressive to the people. And so this is not taught in schools and universities anymore. And so the new uh, liberal progressives and uh, higher education, which really lower education, uh, indoctrinate people into an America that never was. Yes. But the America they want to see, which is no America at all. The real miracle of this whole thing is that people, in spite of all this contradiction and so much of which common man on the street is really ignorant of. They really have no idea what's happening to their nation. Yeah. It's amazing that so many people are still open to the gospel, that you can still go out and share the gospel. And the Holy Spirit of God will touch the hearts of yeah. people and they will turn to him from their sin. Sure. And, you know, the gospel has been preached in very oppressive culture. So it's not just out of the United States. It's, this is nothing new. Uh, you stop and think about the Persians, the Babylonians, the Roman government. You stop and think about uh, the oppressiveness of the Catholic Church uh, over third world countries and everything throughout. Uh, the Inquisition against Christians. You know what I mean? The Inquisition wasn't brought about by Christians. It was brought about by the Catholic Church. Amen. Okay? Which hijacked Christianity. Which was basically just a property grab right. for the people in the Vatican. It took all the wealth, all the property, and imprisoned people, tortured them, and killed them. That has never stopped. It still goes on in many different ways. Yeah. It is the most powerful church of the world. She bows to no one. Amen. And thank the Lord God's in control. Sure is. And he has, he has a hand upon the lives of his people. He sustains. And it's amazing how God even uses persecution to strengthen the church. And yeah. one of the reasons you point out the church in the Islamic world, these are, these are serious believers. These are people sure. whose lives are on the line every day, and yet they are faithful to Christ, and they proclaim yeah. the gospel of, of Christ. And, and we get this in the book of Acts. The first century church was not pie in the sky. They were persecuted. They were killed. They were imprisoned. And so we have the model of what the church is to expect. It doesn't mean that everybody who's a Christian in every period of history will suffer. It just says that the natural bent is that the world hates Christians and Christianity. Yes. Since Christ is not here and they cannot persecute him anymore, they will persecute his children. 
Yeah. That's what they do. Amen. So it has nothing to do with the period we're living in now. Um, why the church in America has never suffered is beyond me. But the church in America is not the norm of the Christian church. And when we say the church in America has never suffered, we're saying by and large, by government edict by, or by yes. organized group. Right. Certainly every believer out there who's living godly in Christ Jesus is suffering persecution sure. on some level. Amen. Yes. Amen. You know, Pastor Xavier, we know here in the United States, we have a national holiday every year at the end of November intended that people should offer thanks to the Lord, something that would be great for the whole world, actually. You know, as a believer, you spend every day being thankful to the Lord. So for you to take one day out of the year and say, okay, well, this is the day I'm going to offer things, sure. it, it's kind of ludicrous. Sure. It's ridiculous sure. because you do this every day. And right. in the same way, at the Christmas holiday, we realistically, we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. every. In fact, you mentioned this this right. past Sunday night. You know, that you celebrate the coming of Christ every single day of your yeah. life. Well, we just take advantage of, of, the, um, of the world's perspective. Amen. And we use it as a platform to proclaim Christ in a greater way. Because people perhaps may be more open during this time. Uh, but again, we, we don't convict anybody. We don't save anybody. Um, God is the one who does this by His Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. We are merely the vessels that proclaim the gospel. Uh, we, 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 the gospel is not ours. Uh, the authority is not ours. Uh, I'm not responsible for the response of the people. I'm only responsible to proclaim the clear, accurate message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That God became man, died for our sin, rose from the dead, sits at the right hand of the Father to make an intercession, and whoever calls on his name and believes that whoever. he died for them, he will forgive and save them and make them part of his church. And that is the miracle of the ages. That's it. Isn't it? That's it. It just, I mean, when <laughs> I have to tell you, it's kind of startling to me that this idea never gets old to me. Right. That, I mean, you can bring me to tears in a moment yeah. by just talking about the death of Jesus on the cross and the fact that he loves his people. Sure, sure. It, it really is a miracle. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. Because it was at stake is eternity. Yes. We're not talking about the 100 years. We're talking about eternity. Each person will make a decision where they will spend eternity. With Jesus or separated from Jesus. Yes. Amen. In glory... Or in torment. One of the two. Now, when I have an opportunity, I have a neighbor down the street somewhere. This guy is just, he's Christmas 24-7, and he, but his ideas are just from another planet. They have no relationship to what the Bible teaches. Is it my job to go to him and try and discourage him? Say, hey, what are you doing here? You know, you're, this is not Christmas. Yeah. You're all messed up. You know, in the same way you mentioned earlier, Pastor X, how you came from a Roman Catholic background. When I go and talk to a Roman Catholic, it's not my job to persuade them of the evil of the Roman Catholic Church. No, no, no. That's not the topic. No. The topic is Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> if that man down the street who has, you know, 4,000 lights on his house <laughs> and everything, uh, if God opens the door for me to talk with him and introduce the gospel to him, I will do that. Amen. But I'm not going to force myself on him or... Or sure. that's not what we do. No, no, and, and the same thing with mm. Roman Catholics. I right. Point them to the Scripture. 
Take him to the Word of God. That's it. Let the Lord do word the work. Let the Holy Spirit do it. Yeah, it's wonderful. You know, we don't. And and as you said again, we have no. We haven't got the market on on truth cornered. No. You know, we are the servants of the Lord, and we're here at His direction, seeking uh, His purpose to work in the lives of people. Yeah. You. Know, one of the things that we see here in the U.S. at Christmas holiday again, the materialism, and it's sad and unfortunate, but it is kind of the profile of what the United States has become. Mm-hmm. You know, how it, it's terrifying how that people in the United States see it's, it's all about money to them. Yeah. And nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah. Money is not going to save you. Money is not going to sure. make you happy. Yeah. Well, right? if you're the radio programs, um, they're all saying, oh, uh, are you all stressed out? This and that. What are you talking about stress? This is a, a, a season of rejoicing. God gave a savior to the world. It's not about you going in debt. It's not about you having to buy anybody presents. If you can, if you want that, and if you want to do that, fine. <clears throat> but it's about God, what He gave to the world, who is lost and headed for hell, and that in His grace you're to rejoice that Christ the Savior was born, died, and rose from the dead to save you. Yeah. That's the gift. As as believers in Christ, we really we need to rise above all that materialist stuff. You know, I talk to people, and they are they're guilty that they can't give gifts or they won't go see people because oh, I don't have any gifts to give them. You know, and I, and yeah. they feel guilt. And I'm sure. thinking, gracious, that is twisted. Yeah. That is bad. If you want to give a gift, fine. Yeah. Because you like the person or whatever is your family, but there's no obligation, there's no yeah. compulsion that that isn't going to make you happy, and that's not going to save you. Amen. Amen. None at all. You know, Pastor X, as we see the year coming to the close, this actually will be our last live broadcast of the year. We have got so much to be thankful for to the Lord. I mean, he has done a wonderful work here at uh, Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, through the Simple Truths Radio Network. And Mm -hmm. uh, we're really grateful as well. The prayers of so many people out there, you know, and and we see the fruit of that Mm -hmm. week by week, day by day. We see the Lord's hand revealed, and we know that there are a multitude of people just praying for the hand, Lord's hand upon the ministry here, uh, right. for mm-hmm. for your your Bible teaching, the ministry mm-hmm. that you do week by week. You know, we're just grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Many of the people who've been on the broadcast with us uh, throughout the year this year, yeah. yep. grateful. You know, but we, yeah. we mentioned earlier Pastor Chris Quintana, yeah. uh, Pastor yeah. Tim Anderson, uh, Manny Coronilla, uh, our brother and sister Vincent. And Melissa Aniku in Uganda, our, our brother, Pastor Cal Stubner in Nicaragua, yes. mm-hmm. and uh, many, many others yeah. Yeah. that have participated with us. And we're just yeah. thankful. Thank you. Lord's if you're listening, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and many of you out there that um, pray for us, we thank you um, because all of this is possible uh, as God opens those doors and moves upon people's hearts to do the things. And, uh, and we realize that it's not any um, human effort or any human glory or uh, ability to boast. And yet we are participants in this. Uh, so we don't just sit, but we, we don't want to get up and walk through doors unless God opens the doors. If he opens the doors, we walk through them. If he shuts them, we don't walk through them at all. We only want to do what God calls us to do. And we're so thankful for those who are faithful to Christ and who are faithful to obey the Word of God and to be those examples during this critical time um, for an opportunity for them uh, to be able to minister Christ, the hope of glory. 
and to just take a real point of reflection just as you come to the end of the year and to realize all that God has done for you this year, uh, the, the things he's brought you through, the difficulties of your marriage, your husband, your wife, your children. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe it's just a tragic thing that's taken place. And God has just done an incredible work in your life. He's been so faithful. And how fortunate we are to have the understanding and the sure confidence that Jesus is alive and well and that he is for me he's not against me and that he loves me in spite of me <laughs> not because of me Amen. and so we just thank god for every one of you and we pray that the god would um the god would continue to bless you and and that you would grow in the knowledge of jesus christ and serve him faithfully until he comes amen and you know we want to be mindful as we thank you for the time that you prayed prayed and lifted up the ministry of the Lord that you continue to be faithful in prayer to seek the Lord is and for your own ministry as an individual that God would use you and bless you I know there are many people who've lost loved ones this past year and they need that encouragement and wisdom to seek the Lord and certainly they need to be involved in ministry too but sometimes they need that encouragement as somebody to come alongside and to lift them up and just to exhort them you know the as god has begun a good work in us that he will bring it to that conclusion at the day of christ we're looking forward to it we certainly want to mention our appreciation for our producer john gialli yes thank the, you johnny g and his uh, his efforts on behalf of this ministry this past year yeah. as well as the people of uh of blue Roos ministry yes the lord's hand thank you them. jay and all you guys out there we love you guys we are really looking forward to an amazing year uh, as Pastor Xavier said, you know, this is a crucial time. Things are changing around the world rapidly, and we don't know all that will transpire in the next 12 months. But we are confident that whatever comes to pass, God has his hand upon our lives as his servants. And he will direct and guide and bless and use us in every opportunity as he sees fit. And so we do thank you and uh, thank you for uh, praying for the ministry here at Calvary Chapel in Pasadena. And we encourage you, take advantage of the resources that are available because there is such an amazing uh, amount of Bible teaching and instruction and ministry that is available every single day on the calvarychapelpasadena.com website. Yep. And also, I just want to say thank you to those who share the radio station with others. You know, I talk to people that listen to the station during the week, and they also tell others about it, and they share the link, and that's, you know, that's how we spread it around the world, and God is so good. We're in uh, over 100 countries right now, and it's through that, and, and we want to thank you guys for that. Amen. You know. We encourage you to uh, take advantage of the basic foundations of the Christian faith. There was a, a the ad in the middle of the broadcast here today, and mm-hmm. those... Uh, teachings are all available for free and can be downloaded for free from uh, calvarychapelpasadena.com as well as uh, many of the Through the Bible through messages, the, Bible. Mm-hmm. the PDF of, of copies of Pastor Xavier's notes, mm-hmm. which are great resources. You sure, know, this, sure. I know when, when I'm doing Bible studies, I go and get Pastor Xavier's notes and check out and That's awesome. use that as a resource material. That's awesome. So we're grateful for it and grateful mm-hmm. to make it available. And so we want to thank all of you and and, uh, just grateful for the ministry as the Lord has uh, raised it up. We're having a celebration here, aren't we, for uh, not on New Year's Eve, but 
in light of New Year's Eve. We're actually on the 27th, Thursday right. night, right. our New Year's yeah. celebration here. Yeah. So if you're local, right. come out. Yeah, it'll oh, be yeah. fun. We're going to have uh, music by two or more. Yeah. Looking forward to them. Our brothers, we have, it's been a while since they've been here, and it'll be fun to have them again. Amen. Once again, make use of our resources. It's there to serve you, 38 years of ministry, verse-by-verse um, verse exposition and depth studies of entire books, the smaller epistles, uh, their series on marriage, the second coming, the millennial. Uh, get on the website and, and just make use of it completely. And again, the notes and all that. And we God encourage you to li- listen to the radio, the women's ministry, Spanish Bible studies. Pastor so Chuck. Pastor Chuck Smith every single day. A lot of opportunity. You've been listening to Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion and may God richly bless your day.